about 10 years down the road, your life looks a little different than it looks now. Oh, different now? Different. Okay, cool. Over this past decade, uh, kind of early on this the last decade, uh, you got really into uh, rugs. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not talking like Ikea rugs. I'm talking like auction. Like expensive. Yeah. Like, we're talking like almost like wall hang. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the rugs that you're going to display. I, and, I can. And, and you view yeah. it as like a, a commodity. You view mm-hmm. it. It's not a hobby to you. It's a way of life. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. You have like uh, one of the world's largest collections. How large? You own 7,000 rugs. 7,000 rugs. 7,000 rugs. Uh, and a, you have a temperature controlled warehouse. Where all the rugs are uh, temperature and humidity controlled, it's pretty impressive. It's really impressive, and um, you know, you're able me. to afford the lifestyle because you, you've you've uh, you've got a great eye for rugs. You, you've bought and sold them, uh, you know, buy low, sell high. You, you've made a good profit on a lot of like high dollar rugs, and uh, you know things are going pretty well. You know, yeah, sounds like it. Things are going well. You're at like a really um, high end auction. One okay. day. Yeah. And uh, you're in New York City. Okay. That's where the auctions happen. Yeah. Cool. That's the new slogan of New York City 10 yeah, years from now. That's where the auctions happen. It used to be, you know, New York, New York or whatever. Uh, the Big Apple. The Big Apple. Get no, now it's the city where the auctions happen. Yeah. New York, New York. So you go to New York. You're going to, uh, a, it's a, a specifically like a, a, like a high-end rug auction. Right. right? That's and where you'll find me. That's where you are. That's where you hang out. And you just got a big fucking wad of cash in your pocket. And it is hot. All right. Burning a hole. You're ready to, you're there to fucking spend. Okay. You're there to be a power player in the rug world. All right. And I mean, you, you certainly are, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I don't want to, people, wanna, I don't people know who I am. I, I assume. Oh yeah. All your, your, uh, you were just interviewed the month before this auction for rug man monthly. Rug man monthly. <laughs> yeah. Rugman Monthly. Uh, most of its subscribers think it's a very different magazine. Right. It sounds yeah. Uh, it sounds different than actual rugs. No, but it's all about it's all about men who love rugs. Uh, but you were just there. I was on the cover. You were the cover story. What was on, the what was the headline? Uh, Evan, he's really into rugs, and so are you. <laughs> it's not a very good magazine. <laughs> Uh, it's a terrible doesn't magazine. Like In fact, it's uh, <laughs> doesn't yeah. sound very reputable. No, it's. I mean, you know, they they you think so? You think that? But Rugman Magazine gets the who's who of the rug community to come, right. and, You know, do interviews. So a lot of the people there know who you are. Right. You walk in the doors, and there's just like a hush. It's they power. know. They know that the king is here. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what you think to yourself. Yeah. You kind of say you're like the fucking king's here. I would say that. So you sit out. You're going through like rugs from like the the Ming Dynasty. You know what I mean? They're uh, just like that is my specialty. They're just like all kinds of like really high end stuff, and you're just bam, bam, bam. You're popping on stuff left, left and right. You spent uh, seven million dollars. Jesus in right. cash, cash baby. You, oh, all, it's all you carry is cash. Christ, you carry so much cash on you at all times. Obviously, it's dangerous, but you know what? Nobody's gonna fuck with you. Well, I've got the rugs to protect me. You're the so. rug king. That's right. And they're like, we have one more auction. It's uh it's an ancient rug from 
somewhere in the Middle East. We don't know a lot about it, um, but we just, it's just like a very old okay. rug. I'm interested. And uh, they, they wheel it out, and it's like behind glass. What's it look like? It's uh, like a small, tan, well-worn rug. You can tell that it's old. Right. It's just stained, you know? Um, they say this thing's over 2,000 years old. Uh, it's from, like I said, somewhere in the Middle East. Just you're just you're like trying to focus in on it, and you just you can't. You're just enraptured with how beautiful it is. Okay, it just call, almost calls out to you. Is there any specific detail that catches my eye? No, it's just a feeling. all encompassing. Just a feeling. Okay, you know. And so you're definitely interested in it. Mm-hmm. You kind of you bid back and forth. You know, ultimately you have the deeper pockets, and you won the rug. And it's the okay. first one that you kind of like look at, you know, you got stuff that's, that's, that's forever old and, and right. incredibly ornate and beautiful. I've got a nice collection. You got a great collection. 7,000 rugs and growing. And growing plus some. I mean, you got to fill up that warehouse. Exactly. Humidity controlled. Perfect. When Rugman Monthly came over, they had a, they had a humidity, uh, ometrist there. Okay. And they measure humidity in the room. Yeah. It seems like a stupid job. But they Someone's came over and they're like, look, in the rug universe, humidity is our enemy. Yeah. You know, we hate two things, feet and humidity. And this world's full of a lot of them. Right. And they came over and measured and you just had the perfect humidity. And it all calibrated. It's all calibrated. You are on your shit. You buy these rugs. They send them in. You go straight for the old one. And you're like, you know what? This is going in my personal collection. This is going to go... In my room, I feel such a connection to this room. Oh, wow. You just hold it in your hands and you feel like, you almost feel like grains of sand come out of it. That's weird. Yeah. Seems you, unusual. You look on the ground, you don't see anything. So you bring it home, you put it in your bedroom. Where in the bedroom? Right at the foot of your bed. Okay. Between you and your television. So every night, you know, you. You go in your, you brush your teeth, you get ready, you put on your, uh, you put on your sleeping pajamas. Yeah. There's an ass flap, flaps open. It's always open. Prospector style. Prospector style. You're wearing um, white boxers with red hearts on them. Oh, perfect. You can see it through the hole. Yeah, that's what I wear. And you, uh, you go to sleep. You dream of being a bird. What kind of bird? You don't really know. Just, wings just a fast and a beak. bird. Yeah, that's okay. that's all you feel is just wings and a beak and the air beneath you. And you're just flying around and you're just soaring so high. You feel mm-hmm. the sun on your feathers. It's just like a really freeing feeling. Yeah. And then you start to like crash down to the earth, and just before you make impact, you wake up. Oh shit. Yeah. You wake up, you're kind of like, that was, it was kind of jarring. So you're right. going to go get a drink. Yeah. You stand up, you take a couple steps, and the floor is just wet. And you look over, and at the base of the rug, at the foot of the, the, foot of the bed, mm-hmm. there's like a, a wound, oh. and it's just gurgling blood out of it. Jesus. It's all over the floor. Like, what? okay, so how big was the rug? It's just like a um, like a two by three. It's not a very large rug. Right. And where's the wound at? Just kind of the. I mean, if you're looking at it the way it's oriented on your bed, like the upper right corner, there's just a yeah. wound. So it's like a, like a like an open gash or whatever. Yeah. Does it look like flesh? Um, I mean, it's just kind of a sloppy, bloody mess at this point. Right. You can't really make much out of it. Gotcha. 
That's disturbing. So you take a couple of steps forward. Your TV's on. What's playing? Um, you're watching the CBS movie of the week. Okay, what's on? Yeah. It's a movie called Twins Who Look Different. Huh. And it stars... Uh, I think they would have just gone with Fraternal, but... No. no. Okay. They yeah. had to really hammer it home. Yeah. It stars uh, Will Smith and Danny DeVito. They do look different. Yeah. And there's it's not a very good movie. You yeah. know what I mean? There's a bank robbery involved, and it just goes south. They both shoot each other at the end of the movie. That's how it ends. It doesn't do very well. That's pretty much straight to like... Four out of ten, maybe? Yeah, if that. So, But that's on commercial break. And the commercial that comes on that says... Uh, it's just a... It's a man... He looks very unsure of himself. It's like clearly a local television commercial. He goes, hi, my name's Kevin, Kevin Heaven, and welcome to the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is a flooring store. Uh, It's a flooring emporium, right? And it has anything you could ever want. And you see this man just very unsure of himself. You can tell that he doesn't want to be on camera. Yeah. He just, he has the bluest eyes. Ooh. And you look into those eyes, and he just looks so unsure of himself. He goes, we've got aisles for miles of carpets Jesus, and linoleums and rugs. He goes, you got a question about a rug? Come on down to the, the, the kingdom of heaven. I'm Kevin Heaven. Get some confidence. And he flashes man. a phone number on the screen. What's the phone number? 1-800-4-HEAVEN. All right. Yeah, I'm going to give that a call. Yeah, I'm gonna go grab my phone and give that a call. So you call, uh, you call one eight hundred four heaven, and uh, it's just like a choir of angels. Okay, that it picks up. You hear a choir of angels, and then it goes, "I'm Kevin Heaven. Thank you for calling the Kingdom of Heaven." Hi, Kevin. It's a it's a recording. Oh, okay, cool. It says, uh, "For billing, press one. For customer service, press two. To find out what I had last week for dinner." Monday through Friday, press three. Press four for linoleum. Press five for tile. Press six for shag. Press seven for low pile. Press eight for rugs. To hear this again, press nine. I'll press eight. So you press eight, and he says, you selected rugs. This is Kevin Heaven. Thank you for calling the kingdom of heaven. And the phone rings, and he says, uh, this is Kevin Heaven. Thank you for calling the kingdom of heaven. I'm Kevin Heaven. How can I help you? Uh, yeah, I've got, a, uh, I've got a rug situation. He goes, what's your rug situation, my friend? You um, need rugs? We've got no, no, miles and miles I've, of rugs. I've got, I've got plenty. Of, my, I have this one particular rug that's uh, bleeding. A bleeding rug? Yeah. What do you mean? Like It's, it's, it's on the floor, and it's bleeding. Like has a has a wound in it. He says, "Sir, I'm not a doctor, but I am a a flooring man, and I know that rugs don't have blood in them." Yeah, I I figured that too until this one started bleeding, so that's why I called asking about what that's about. Is it a a a special rug? I mean, it's old. It's a very old rug. How how old would you like the seventies? Oh, we're talking a little older than that. Like uh, two thousand plus years, two two thousand year old rug. 
That's 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 what they told me when I bought it. Where'd you buy it? At an auction. An auction? Yeah. What auction? Well, I mean, I went to New York. It's where the auctions happen. And he goes, yeah, they changed the, the slogan a couple years ago. I agree. Because this was an expensive rug? Uh, I, I, yeah, it was very expensive. And he goes, uh, can you bring it in to the kingdom of heaven? I'll, uh, I'll see what I can do. Okay. He goes, I can come to you if that's easier. It I just don't leave the kingdom of heaven m- much anymore. Right. I mean, I would prefer to stay here and deal with the bleeding, but if I can bring it to you, that, that also works, I guess. Whatever works for you. Okay, You great. decide. All right. I, I guess I'll bring it to you then. So you pack it up. How would you package this this rug? I'd, I'd probably wrap it in a trash bag first. Yeah. Just kind of contain the liquid. So you wrap it in a trash bag and tie it off. You throw it in the back of your uh, your SUV. Yeah. The rug mobile, that's what you call it. Do I? Yeah. Okay. You drive over to the kingdom of heaven. When you pull up to the kingdom of heaven, it's just a set of pearly gates. And there's like a like a guard booth in the middle. Yeah. And it's a guy who's like Saint he looks like Saint Peter. And How, uh he looks like Saint Peter. Yeah. I just get that feeling. Yeah. Okay. You look at him and you're like, you, oh, he's clearly meant to be Saint Peter. You right, know what okay. I mean? And they when they open up the gates, there are like razor sharp spikes sticking up. Oh wow! Like they, you, they have to let you in. They don't fuck around. Yeah, you know what I mean. Very protective. You don't just drive over there. They're gonna shred the shit out of your tires. Okay, cool. So Saint Peter says, uh, "Welcome to the kingdom of heaven." And then he lowers the spikes. You drive over. The gates close behind you, mm-hmm. even though there's like a line of cars outside. They right. do it for every single person. That's excessive. And when you when you look in the rearview mirror, you see Saint Peter's ass. That's nice. Okay. So you park, you you go to get the bag. The bag is somehow significantly more full with blood. I'm sure. And it's like a lot heavier. Yeah, I don't that doesn't surprise me. So you're just like pulling this bag inside. You get a cart. Would you um, if there's a cart available. Oh yeah, there's are you kidding me? <laughs> there's uh, carts available. I'll grab a cart. So you grab like a big flatbed cart. All right. You load it on there. It's probably like 70 pounds at this point. Like you're Jesus. frankly amazed that this hasn't broken through the bag. Yeah, because that rug was like Maybe three pounds? Not even close. Yeah, yeah, it's just very, yeah, a thin rug. So it's definitely concerning. And you take it in, and uh, as soon as you walk in the door, you kind of like turn, and you're just facing down an aisle. At the very end of that aisle, you see the bluest eyes you've ever seen. We wanted to bet that's just He's just looking at you immediately, and he just waves at you. Yeah. And you see his mouth move, and you hear just like he's right next to you, he goes, Welcome to the kingdom of heaven. Figured. I'm Kevin Heaven. Yep. So he starts walking towards you. Uh-huh. You walk towards him. You're wheeling that thing. And he goes, he doesn't say a word to you. He just motions you. Okay. And he takes you into his office. And he pulls out the, like he opens the bag and he pulls the rug out. And he goes, the legend is true. He goes on to tell you that the rug <laughs> that you bought, uh, was um <laughs> the, the rug that you bought was the rug that was placed at Christ's feet when uh, he was crucified. How did, I, how did I see that coming? Yeah, it was. It was really he was standing on the rug when they told him that he was going to be crucified. <laughs> and uh, Kevin Heaven goes on to tell you that the soul of Pontius Pilate is trapped <laughs> inside your rug. <laughs> okay. 
And so he uh, he also goes on to tell you that 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 he can like try to help. They could try to get the spirit out. Yeah, you know, spirit to punch his pilot. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that'd be ideal. He goes, okay. Well, just know that it. Once we get him out, we you know, who knows what kind of damage you're gonna have on that rug. I mean, at this point, I'm I'm more concerned with stopping the bleeding. Yeah. So Kevin Heaven pulls out like um. He pulls out like a like a ringlet mm-hmm. with like a, sw- a bunch of swatches of 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 uh of carpet on there, and yeah. he finds one, and he starts to like draw. He draws like a sewing kit on it. You know how like some carpet you can like move a certain way, and it looks like you're you're marking. It, it just changes the the color pattern. Yeah, and it looks like you're drawing on it. Yeah, he does that. He he draws like a sewing kit. Okay. And he draws like a little box and he writes sewing kit and then it just kind of falls out into his hand. Oh shit. And he opens it up and he, he licks the the thread. He puts it in his mouth mm-hmm. and he licks it. And you can just see like he just slowly like threads this needle and he's looking at you the whole time and his eyes are just so blue. You've never seen eyes this blue before. But when you look at it, you have like this, this memory of like uh, a time when you were a kid, you went like scuba diving. And, Who took me scuba diving? Huh? Who took me scuba diving? Uh, your neighbor. My neighbor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You and your neighbor went scuba diving. Like you're, 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 you're like everybody you knew was like, hey, it's probably not a good idea to go scuba diving with this guy. His name was Carl masterson carl masterson yeah sounds like a weirdo he was a i mean he was a bad dude really how do i mean i don't know he just like gambled a lot and he like was kind of like a heavy drinker okay not somebody you would really like want to entrust with the you know the well-being of a child yeah but you know you you were like whatever i don't care i want to i want to go scuba i wanted to be a cool kid yeah so you you went scuba diving and um you had like one of those underwater cameras, like camera cases, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were like taking pictures underwater and you dropped uh you dropped the camera and you're like, oh shit. So you swam down to get it and you're like by this reef. And when you reached down to grab it, a hand came out from underneath the reef and it was that exact same shade of blue. What? The hand? Yeah. The hand was that shade of blue. Mm-hmm. And you like you like yelled, you went, ah. I would I yeah. And then the hand retracted. And you never told anybody about it. I so you see that his eyes, and you're like, "Fuck, that's the same blue." Uh, and you just store that away, and you see him like very carefully, like he's like speaking to himself, and he's like sewing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, he's like starts to like do it faster and okay. faster as he okay. gets like closer to the end. Is he doing a good job? At least he. It looks like he's like actually sealing it up. Oh wow! And then you see. Uh, you see him like completely sealed up, right? He completely like sews up the gash. Right. The blood stops. Wow. When the blood stops, it all just kind of disappears. All of it? All of it. Just like evaporates. It just it's just gone. It doesn't even evaporate. It just blinks out of existence. And the rug, which was like soaked in blood, is now just perfectly like it was when on the day that you bought it. And you see Kevin like close his eyes and he says, Amen. A- Amen. And he goes, Well, I think we got it taken care of. Is there anything else I can help you out with here at the kingdom of heaven? 
uh, if you don't mind, can you tell me what just happened? And so then you hear him say, uh, Kevin Heaven, please come to receiving. And he goes, gotta go. But I want to. He I, walks away. Jeez. So you take your rug home again. Yeah. Did I put it at the foot of my bed again? Would you? I'd probably, I'd probably move it to the living room. So you move it into the living room. You go to bed that night. You have that same dream about being a bird just flying and then crashing right before the ground. You walk out in your living room, just kind of like, it was like three in the morning. Yeah. You're just like, what the fuck? That was so strange. And sitting in your living room is the ghost of Pontius Pilate. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> God and, damn it. And he goes, <laughs> he, has a, he has a strange accent. He goes, hey, <laughs> like, uh, why'd you, why'd you do that? You, you're Pontius Pilate. He goes, yeah. Why'd you do that? You, you were you in the rug? Yes. Why was, were you bleeding all over my bedroom? Look, I'm the guy who condemned Christ to crucifixion. I can't tell you what happened. We anymore. all know the book. Well, that doesn't I, answer my question. Look, if I knew, I wouldn't be here. He goes, I want to go back in the rug. But you're gonna bleed all over my my carpet. He was, yeah. That's I where I belong. I don't want you to do that, though. That's where I've been. Okay, do you know why you were bleeding everywhere? I can't tell you. I mean, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Yeah, okay. And well, that he, he goes, I'm the first one who ever said that, by the way. I re- want you to oh, know that. Oh, that was you? That was yeah. you? Yeah. Okay. Pompous pilot, more like it. Okay. <laughs> he stands up, and he goes, what'd you say to me? I called you pompous. With one swift, mo- swift motion... He draws uh, the holy lance that pierces the side of Christ, and he runs it straight through you <laughs> and pins you to the wall. Yeah, <laughs> you had a you had scheduled a trip. You were going to go out of town to Hong Kong on your private jet. Yeah, but your uh, your your pilot uh, fell off of a cliff, <laughs> and he went missing. And then you never showed up, and you were the only two there. So nobody found you for weeks. Your body just <laughs> rotted on the floor of your, of your apartment. Okay. And, uh, when they, was Pontius Pilate just hanging out there while that happened? <laughs> he haunts that house until it gets torn down in another 15 years. But as soon as, like, um, as soon as, like, they opened the door to, like, go in and, like, the police broke down, mm-hmm. a pack of wolves uh, came through, <laughs> and they knocked all the policemen over, and they tore your body to shreds. <laughs> And they weren't able to recover any of it. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, sucks. You fucking died. Great. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs>